I thought we'd start by digging into all the exciting things you're doing on the innovation side at UPMC. Sure. Uh, so the world knows about it. Well, it's pretty simple. We're just reinventing the future of healthcare. Just that. <laughs> just that. Mm-hmm. Just that. So what's really interesting, Unity, is um, uh, as, as you know, UPMC is a large payer provider system, right? We have 3.5 million lives that we cover on the payer side and continue to grow. But on the provider side, you know, upwards of 30 plus hospitals, uh, over 4,000 physicians, um, you know, overall with 80,000 employees, $16 billion in annual revenue. So we're a large, significant health system. But what's even more significant than those numbers is the fact that we're really integrated. This yin and yang of the payer provider, mm. I believe, really is a model, a template for the future of healthcare. Mm. Right? So we're not just talking about, let's say, value-based healthcare. We're living and breathing it on a day-in, day-out basis. So we're essentially a couple of years ahead of the, where the rest of the right. marketplace is. And what better place than that to use as a living lab for us to create the types of innovations and companies that we would use, not just at UPMC, but would then be able to take out to market with the right types of entrepreneurs and startups and companies as well. So that's what we're doing, is we're actually reinventing the future of healthcare. For the last few years, people are talking about this shift from fee for service to value-based care, sure. but that's already baked into your model. It is. It absolutely is. Yeah. So as you think about new innovations, how does that change your, your sort of mindset as you're evaluating them? So it doesn't change it, it, it adds to it, right? Um, so, so mind shift is, is really the key word here, right? Um, mind shift and mindset. Because uh, at the end of the day, the biggest challenge that we have uh, really as an industry, not just at UPMC, uh, around innovation and around these new care models really is culture, right? We've got a culture of going with tried and tested and evidence-based guidelines and best practices and clinical protocols, and there's nothing wrong with that. As a clinician by background, that's how I was trained to practice medicine. Um, But that culture clashes with innovators and entrepreneurs and startup companies that are coming to you and saying, hey, here's this brand new way of doing things. Trust us, it'll work. Right, right. right? Like, hold on, where's the evidence behind right. this? Where's, right. So what we're trying to do is to really play to that reality that exists in healthcare today, this culture clash that we've really chosen to ignore thus far. We're saying, all right, leveraging the very principles of design thinking and human-centered design, um, leveraging agile development methodologies. How do we turn this disadvantage into an advantage? Right? So we're engaging end users, clinicians and patients in the design of the strategies that we're putting together. We're, before a single line of code is written for any of the things that we're doing, we have these end users engaged with us, mm-hmm. starting first and foremost with empathy. Right. right? When was the last time that uh, a solution was created Starting right. first and foremost with empathy. So the, those, these are the types of principles, you know, Silicon Valley-esque type approaches that we're trying to bring to healthcare. But at the same time, we're saying, look, the future of healthcare isn't really going to be built in a sterile room, away from a health system, right? Like ours, where you know we're living and breathing these pain points on a day-in, day-out basis. So we bring in real data, real expertise, real scenarios. But at the same time, we're also bringing in real money, real capital, right? We're putting our money where our mouth is and significantly moving the needle in adopting these technologies and capabilities, not just creating them and saying, all right, you know, it's. 
end of second quarter, where's the revenue? Right. Right? We're implementing these solutions. We're co-creating, iterating these solutions and perfecting these solutions before the solutions get taken out to the market. So I think it's a model that you know, has worked consistently well over time and now we can continue to perfect it and push it out there. So there's a lot of that's evolved over the past few years. Sure. What's, what's your take on where we are today as, as an industry compared to say just a few years ago and how do you feel about where we are, the state of the industry so to speak? Yeah, state of the industry. Oh my goodness. Yeah, so I think we're at a, and I call it an inflection point. You know, 2017 today going into 2018, we're at a really interesting inflection point, you know? And there are like three dynamics that are coming at us, if I can, if I can call it that. One is this wave of digitization. And it's amazing, right? This adoption of electronic health records gone through the roof because of, you know, the federal incentives and everything else that's been in place, right? From 7, 8% to 90 plus percent adoption. That's amazing. Lots of zeros and ones. So right. that's, that's good. The second really is um, we're seeing this movement, as I discussed earlier, of volume to value. It's not just talk. People are moving towards that, right? We're looking at quality. We're looking at outcomes. We're looking at you know, all of these parameters that define value over volume-based widgets, which is what mm-hmm. we're doing. And then this third wave, which is, I'd say, technology whose time has come. Right? Um, you have machine learning and AI capabilities that we just didn't have some years back. You know, refinement in terms of like natural language processing and specifics of what we're doing around you know, blockchain and Bitcoin type capabilities that we're bringing in that might have specific implications on how we free the data, how we truly enable consumerization, how we look at information security and cybersecurity and cyber threats. So with technology whose time has come, and with all of those dynamics, we're at a really interesting place right now in the industry, right? But the winner will be the, will be the, the entities that will really be able to leverage those dynamics, leverage that inflection point, turn it around and really capitalize on taking this to the next level, challenging the status quo and saying, all right, here's how we've done it thus far, but for us to really win, here's how it needs to be done. And this might be a silly question, but from your perspective, is it the integrated models that are more likely to sort of advance advance in that scenario and be able to sort of bring those three different things together? It's not enough that you've got payers and providers coming together. Right? I think it's really important to look at those algorithms, look at those incentives, look at those trigger mechanisms that really define how risk shifts from the payer to the provider and you know, starting to shift to the consumer, how you manage and mitigate that risk. Right? And at the same time, you look at this second wave of a risk, which is really around um, disease burden, right? the risk for a population or a patient, an NF1, to develop a certain disease. Right? You're managing that risk as well. So it's really the integration of claims data with clinical data, with outcomes data, with performance data, with cost data, all of these different silos that right. you know, we're like, all right, right. You know, we have all that data, but how do you put it all together and create those right nudges? Because mm. at the end of the day, it really is about behavior change, right. what we're talking about. Another trend we're seeing a lot of is more clinicians becoming entrepreneurs. We call them doctorpreneurs. Sure. Yeah. You're, a clini- you're a doctor yourself. Sure. Um, yeah. What are your thoughts in this regard? Is this a, a good trend? When I got into health IT um, from being a, just a clinician 20 years ago, and I say just with air quotes, right, um, I, I got in because I was really passionate about this space. Right? Um, I became a radiologist uh, so that I could you know, save lives and help people. 
Um, that's the reason I became a clinician. Um, and what was really interesting was after I got my informatics training and all of that, I said, you know, I could do this at scale. I could work with other innovators and entrepreneurs and really do this at scale, so not just impact one patient at a time, right. hundreds of thousands of patients at a time, which is really remarkable. And then came the business degree and all of that as well, which helped solidify a lot of the, the concepts that we were trying to pull together. But you don't really have to have a white coat and a stethoscope around your neck to save a patient's life. Right. You could be a data scientist, you could be a programmer, you could be a developer, you could be a designer, and you could still save a patient's life. And I say this because we're competing with Google upstairs and Bakery right. Square, which is sure. where we're located in Pittsburgh. We're competing with Uber down the street because they're you know, uh, hiring data scientists that are creating the next um, you know, autonomous driving vehicles. And there's Facebook down the street in Pittsburgh with their acquisition of Oculus Rift, and you know, they're headquartered right there in, uh, in, in the Berg. So we're competing with all of these players, our competition. Because they're new entrants into healthcare. They're new entrants. Our competition isn't the health system down the street. Our competition is them lot. Right? So how do we make sure that we're able to um, you know, find the right talent is a big challenge that we have, right? Because what we want are the best and brightest minds out there but the best of brightest minds were also motivated to make a difference in the life of that human being because there's no other pursuit, I think, that's more noble than this pursuit of healthcare. So I think it's great that clinicians are getting more into this, but at the same time, it really is a team sport. It really does take people from, including people from outside of healthcare, uh, working with people who have the subject matter expertise from inside of healthcare to really reinvent the future of healthcare. So advice for entrepreneurs, for innovators just getting started, um, if they're trying to solve a real challenge yeah. at UPMC or organizations like yours, mm -hmm. um, what should they be thinking about? What, what do they need to know at the earliest stages yeah. of what they're, they're doing and building and, and thinking about? Um, I'd say the number one thing really is don't get blinded by buzzwords. Right, it's so darn easy in, in this day and age for us to just get blinded by buzzwords. You know, we're, oh yeah, I'm gonna create a platform. Right. I'm gonna put it on the cloud. Right. It's gonna be patient centric. Yes. Right. And it, it is next generation. It'll yeah. be transformational. <laughs> like, so what do you have? Right. You have an app. Okay. All right. Let's start there. And and what are the algorithms? And what's the outcomes? What are the specifics of the business model? Who's gonna pay for this? Right. So don't get blinded by buzzwords. It's not the buzzwords you're after. It's the specifics of the complexity that you're trying to tame. Mm. Healthcare is filled with complexity. Mm -hmm. right? I, I talk about how complexity is a malice in healthcare, mm -hmm. and design thinking really is the cure. With all the extraordinary technology innovation, science innovation, yep. business model innovation, we need more design innovation. Sure. Because um, a lot of um, the challenges are just around poor design. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, so it really does need to have that holistic holistic uh, sort of view as, as you're creating. Um, so how do you analyze uh, founders coming in, startup ideas coming in? Yeah. You must get barraged with, with people trying to get into we UPMC. Um, how do you know uh, whether or not they should be given a, a trial, given a pilot, right. Given, right. given the on-ramp? So we're very cautious not to enter into a realm of uh, pilotitis, right? Mm -hmm. Where you know you're inundated with pilots, and that can crush the startups too. Absolutely, it's it's a double-edged sword. Um, so we're less focused on the pilot. Pilot will come. Yeah, we're fo we're focused most in, for, first and foremost, really, in in the strategic fit with that person, that entrepreneur, 
with the talent that that company might have, with the passion that uh, that, that entrepreneur or that company would bring to the table. So that's really important because culture will make or break everything. Right. Right. And then we look at other things like technology. <laughs> Is this solid? Right. Does this actually do the stuff that you know it's supposed to do? Um, and then there's product and there's market and you know, all of that. But that comes later because at the at the end of the day, we're not looking for the perfect pitch with the perfect technology, with the perfect entrepreneur, with the perfect business plan at the perfect time. We're in many ways looking for the perfect imperfect because mm -hmm. we're we're strategic, mm -hmm. right? We, yes, we bring in the funding, but in addition to the co-creation, uh, in addition to the co-funding, there's also a co-creation element, right? Right, and that's where you know we're able to really have at it and create the next set of product attributes, so the next iteration of the company, and 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 we can have a lot of fun doing that, right? Right, so we need to be able to add value to that company as well, right? And and we then implement that solution at UPMC and add additional value to it, so. Um, it really is a, a mix of all of those things that I that I mentioned earlier, and um, and it gets to be really interesting because you know we see we see all sorts of opportunities come through, uh, but we also have to have a strategic fit with what we've identified as key unmet needs mm -hmm. clinically, operationally within the health system. That's UPMC because we believe that might be emblematic of what might be required in the rest of the marketplace, mm -hmm. and we can then add even more value back to the company. So we're, we're here in the heart of Silicon Valley yeah, right now. Yeah. One of the things we talk a lot about at Startup Health is, is the rise of the rest, these emerging innovation hubs all sure. over the U.S., mm -hmm. all over the world. Pittsburgh has yeah. extraordinary assets. Sure. Um, yeah. you know, what's going on in your region? Um, what are some of the, the things you're most excited about? We just concluded what's called the Thrival Festival. Um, it's like our version I of South that. by Southwest. Yes. Um, when the organizers came to us a couple of years ago, and we're, we've been sponsoring it since its inception, um, I jokingly called it "Mid by Midwest." Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, but, but yeah, it's 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 basically where we you know said, all right, we're going to take time to celebrate um, the successes around innovation. So we have two days of tremendous design challenges and keynotes and um, and uh, panels around innovation and then two days of music concerts and we just have a lot of fun celebrating Pittsburgh and everything that we're about within the region. Um, but what's really interesting is you know when I moved to Pittsburgh 10 years ago from Los Angeles it was it was not the city that it is today right uh, but I could see the makings of it especially within UPMC as a payer provider system. But today what we have is a city that really has reinvented itself, mm -hmm. especially in health IT, but beyond that too. There's lots of activities within you know, around machine learning, around design, around banking. So there's a lot of money uh, within, you know, old money uh, within the Pittsburgh region as well. And then academia. You know, there's right. Carnegie Mellon and University of Pittsburgh. Uh, University of Pittsburgh is top five in NIH research funding. So you have all this talent that's we have around. all of this, right? So, you know, there's this old adage that, you know, software is eating the world, right? And, you know, I like to say that if software is eating the world, then Pittsburgh's the kitchen. Nice. You know, where we're, we're putting all these ingredients together in this, into this delectable um, uh, entree. Right, because it's just perfect the way that we're mixing it together in terms of the passion that we have as a payer provider system. Pittsburgh is ground zero for accountable care. You know, our competition in the area, they're a payer provider as well. There's no other activity to the level 
that you're seeing in the Western Pennsylvania region. So it is ground zero for accountable care. The things that we're doing uh, at UPMC Enterprises around um, investment and innovation and entrepreneurship, I think we're second to none in our approach really across the board. And then leveraging the rest of the other ingredients that exist across Pittsburgh. So we're really trying to push that forward. But then it's not just about Pittsburgh. It's also bringing in talent from mm -hmm. Silicon Valley sure. and from Boston and from Israel and from other areas as well. But then really trying to perfect that stew, perfect that mix and make sure that we're able to bring the best out of these innovations that, again, like I said, will reinvent the future of healthcare. So where should entrepreneurs, innovators go to learn more about what you're looking for or sure. to uh, try to get in the, in the front door, so to speak? Yeah. Just go to the website? Yes, yeah, so our website is uh, upmcenterprises.com. Uh, we're also on Twitter uh, at UPMC Enterprises. I'm on Twitter at Rasu Shrestha. Uh, you could follow us at uh, hashtag UPMC Innovates. So there are a number of different ways that you can get at us through go. the front door. And, uh, you know, and really hopefully you'll be at the Startup Health Festival, so Absolutely. they should come there Absolutely. and, and a, come meet you in it's person. It's a not-to-be-missed event. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, thank you for everything you're doing, uh, you know, the yeah. impact you're making at UPMC. And, and you know, it takes more leaders like yourself and your entire organization to really have this mindset. Um, because I feel like we do this industry-wide, it's going to make a significant impact. So thank you. Thank you very much. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you, Indy.